Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. Sportsnet 590, the fan. I'm your host, William Lou. Wow. Just wow. That was, uh, that, was, that was bad. That was really bad. I mean, I know after the last game against the Knicks, I said it was going to be a wins and lessons type of season. Uh, I, I don't know what lesson you would even take out of this. The Raptors just played so, so badly and lost to a severely shorthanded Memphis Grizzlies team. Losing by a score of 108 to 100, I promise you it was more painful to watch in person um, than it was to even see it on television because uh, you got to see the frustration. You got to see the context of guys, you know, not running back on defense. You get to see the context of uh, forced possessions, you know, bad rotations, everything across the board, getting bullied on the glass once again. I mean, the Raptors clearly in the middle of something in terms of the roster turnover, but allowing any team to grab 20 offensive rebounds against you, allowing David Roddy, who's like six foot five, just like a bulky six foot five guy, not even particularly like jump out the gym. He gets seven offensive rebounds by himself. Now, some of those were like two, three putbacks on the same play type of deal, but like still 20 offensive rebounds. Raptors unable to score in the paint. Um, You know, you can, Call it a lack of whistles or whatever. The Raptors got to the foul line 23 times to 12 for the Grizzlies. I'm not crying about that. I don't care. Raptors unable to hit the three, eight for 23. Just not enough attempts, really, in general. Um, Not enough paint touches that were meaningful, that were genuinely wide open looks. And, um, yeah, the the end result is, I wouldn't even say too little too late. That that implies that, like, they made some sort of big comeback at the end. They, They didn't, like. What felt like a comeback was coming from 20 to 12 or stuck on 13 like the Raptors were for a long time. And just seeing them miss layup after layup after layup. I mean, what more open do you want? Quickly wide open in transition blocked. Gary Trent, one-on-one in transition with Scotty was a dump-off option who would have definitely scored. Doesn't make the pass, tries to go for a layup blocked. Um, Thad Young, right under the basket, tries to go for a layup blocked like just a hilarious game if you if if you you know are into dark humor i feel like this is wow this game really tested your patience and um yeah i mean there's gonna be a lot more of these type of games i'm telling you there are gonna be a lot more type of these games um i think the raptors really came out of the gate super slowly and um allowed the grizzlies to build up so much momentum jaron jackson jr finishes with uh 27 points um But get this, he had six steals all in the first quarter, and he had 14 points in the first quarter. Four times I counted, he blew by his man on the perimeter and took it all the way to the cup. We're talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm sorry, man. They were making this man look like LeBron. Like, it's just unacceptable kind of game. Again, the Grizzlies came in with a super injured roster. Pretty much everybody that you know on the Grizzlies was unavailable. Jaw. Tons of jaw jerseys in the arena. These days, a lot of visiting teams got their fans in the building versus the Raptor fans. So a lot of John Morant jerseys in the building. Didn't get to see Ja um, out for the season, obviously, unfortunately for him. No Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark, although good news on that front for Canadian basketball fans. He was warming up before the game, so hopefully he's nearer to a return, but he still looked incredibly rusty. Um, but still, just, you know, he's, he's not available. Steven Adams not available. Marcus Smart not available. Desmond Bain gets up shots before the game. Gets a hug in with Darko. Obviously, there's a connection there with Darko being the assistant there um, the last couple of years and getting to work with uh, Desmond and Desmond creds Darko a lot for his development. Uh, no Desmond Bain. 
for this game. Um, no Derrick Rose for this game. No Jake LaRavia for this game. But honestly, it didn't even matter. Guys that you didn't ever heard of from the Grizzlies came in the game and made a great impact. Like, David Roddy comes in and gives a great impact. Uh, Jacob Gilliard, I thought, did a good job of running the backup point. Gigi Jackson with some, you know, you know, he's like, he's the youngest player in the league right now. Um, he just turned 19 in December, so a couple weeks ago. And even though he's the youngest player in the league, he's still able to outsmart Chris Boucher with some up fakes and pump fakes to get by and dunk the ball and stuff like that. Decent job off the bench. Thing is, they're starters. Luke Kennard looked like, I don't know, Reggie Miller tonight, but based on the way he was playing, based on the way the Raptors were just failing to account for, um, you know, his shots. And the Raptors love to do this thing where they close out hard and they slide and they sign a side swipe. They kind of do like a windshield wipe. They almost allow the blow by as long as they can sort of contest over the top. Well, Luke Kennard just kept pump faking, seeing that, and then driving into the lane, making the next pass, making more opportunities, scoring the lane as well, knocking down five threes for a stretch there in the second quarter. It was Luke Kennard who truly, truly, truly um, uh, was, was propelling the, the, the effort forward. Jaron Jackson was phenomenal in the first quarter. And then, yeah, down the stretch, I mean, you know, uh, Vince Williams Jr., um, I know a lot of people weren't that familiar with his game. Uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds, an assist, two steals, a block. Super efficient from the field. Or, you know, knocked down threes as well. Just looked awesome. Looked incredible for the Grizzlies. He's averaging seven points on the season, by the way. And, yeah, I mean, he's, he's had a nice run here, especially with a lot of injuries to the, the Grizzlies. Uh, he's been getting more opportunity. But still, you shouldn't be nobody, – nobody should be looking this good. No, with all due respect to him, nobody should be looking this good. The Raptors' defense was just that bad. Um, unacceptable play kind of all around. Uh, you know, you, you just see the Raptors came out the game with no focus. I thought, you know, look, Scotty ended up finishing with a big stat line. And second half, his energy was great. But, like, the way Scotty started this game just really bothers me. Like, uh, you just you need to start the game really strong, set the tone for the team, right? Like, that's it. The, 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 the team has called you the face of the franchise. Actually, not the franchise, the whole league. Face of the entire league, um, we have Masai saying on multiple junctures that he is the guy that we got to build around and, you know, everything. And, um, you know, that's, and that's fine. I, I'm not expecting it to be overnight just because they said it. But that's the responsibility going forward. Every single night you got to set the, the tone. And I thought Scotty came out today, lots of no calls that he complained about, wasn't getting back on defense, bad body language, uh, you know, and honestly some bad shot selection too. First half he took like – at least three pull-up mid-range jumpers that were like, no look anywhere else, just let me just take a contested fade. And it's, there's a difference between that and like what he did in the second half where there was one where he made it like a turnaround shot that was like Kobe style where late shot clock, buzzer against the buzzer, he has to take a shot and he ends up taking a turnaround fade away and he knocks that down. That's totally fine. That's like getting up a shot because you have you know, no time left on the clock. You got to get something up. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I'm talking about the first half, walk up, nobody getting the ball, just pull up and mid-range shot. And it's just, even if he makes it, it's not a good shot. Even if you say it's for development, that's not a good opportunity. Like, no, I'm sorry. Those were some bad shots that he was taking. I thought quickly, also started the game off really poorly. Uh, You know, he tried to get to the mid-range as well. I mean, pretty much every mid-range shot for the Raptors today, I kind of took exception with, including Quickly's first one um, along the baseline, mid-range pull-up and end up shooting an air ball, one of two that he shot for the game. He also had a wide-open three that he air balled. Like, those are your top two going forward, right? And so I'm not saying they can't have a bad game. Scotty ended up finishing with 22 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. You know, you can't necessarily say it was a bad game. I just think the start of the game, you just didn't see that, um, you know, 
type of effort, that type of like intensity, that type of like, let's make sure we establish the tone. And the Raptors were playing from behind the entire game. Guess what? They never caught up. They never caught up to the Grizzlies. They lost the, they lost the entire game from the start to the finish, you know. And it's unfortunate the Raptors also uh, seem to have lost Jonte for the game or maybe he was available to return, but he just never did get back into the game. But Jonte Porter, who got the start tonight, only played six minutes, got poked in the eye, had to leave the game. He was getting cooked by Jaron Jackson regardless, but still you never want to see a man hurt. Um, was not able to get back into the game or was not chosen to get back into the game. Raptors already pretty small, so you take him out, you get even smaller. But he was also getting blocked for dunks. Things like that. And then you, you would expect the veterans to come in and kind of, you know, help steady the ship. At least the Raptors have veterans coming off the bench. There's so much talk about Bruce Brown coming in, right? Well, Bruce Brown was the first sub in for Jonte. The Raptors decided to go small ball right away in the first quarter. And the first possession Bruce Brown comes in, brings the ball up, dribbles the ball through the lane with one hand, the whole time kind of careening out of control, and then eventually he dribbles through in, enough and he ends up committing a turnover. Like, first play of the game coming off the bench doing that. Like, where's the focus? Where, where is anything? I get it. Like, Raptors are pretty much a wash for the rest of the year. Um, we get that, you know, this is a young team. They're going to have ups and downs, wins and lessons, all that kind of stuff. But again, what, what is the lesson here? Don't, don't dribble through traffic. Like, you know, you're, you're driving, <laughs> like you're trying to, you know, uh, do like a three-lane merge or something? Like, what is that from Bruce Brown to start the game? What is some of the shots from Scotty to start the game? What The, the amount of complaining to begin. Like, look, I, I whatever. I, I suppose it's ironic because I'm complaining right now, but damn, it just does not set a good example, man. It just doesn't get set a good example. Bruce Brown next time ends up, you know, getting the ball, dribbles through traffic once again, almost loses it, ends up dribbling around literally in a circle, switch turns back like a figure eight, and then takes a contested runner and it bricks. Like, come on. Come on. Scotty, you know, in the post, gets a double team, throws a cross-court pass. Um, you know, a couple times it got picked off, but a lot of Jaron Jackson steals, I think, are in the first quarter are just Scotty throwing cross-court passes directly into the help defenders, zoning up on the weak side. And then another time when he had an opportunity to, to throw it too quickly in the corner, threw it so high that, like, you would need Wemby on top of another Wemby to catch that three, that, that pass for a three. Like, the, the pass went straight into uh, some millionaire's hands in the courtside row. Um, and then you got Scotty driving into the lane and Jaron Jackson. I mean, look, it, it, to me on the eye test, it looked like he got ripped. Like, it looked like he got fouled and then he, and then he got the, the ball stripped. And there was no call, and I get that. That's frustrating. But then there's no opportunity to run back. There's no desire to run back. It's the start of the game. You're not tired. It's not like you're overburdened. It's, it's nothing. It's just a no call, and it affects you to a, a, a large degree. You know, um, and again, the, the starters come out and the, the bench comes in. You would hope again for some of these veterans to take over at moments you did. Um, I credit that a, a ton comes into the game and OK, whatever. First play, Jaron Jackson takes that right to the cup. But realistically, the Raptors needed the help. Come on, man. You, you're, you're really going to let, you know, Thad Young go one on one against Jaron Jackson. Like defensively, some people are going to have to help on that instance. Right. Like Jaron Jackson might. Yeah, Thad might have. I, I was gonna say Thad might have played against Jaron Jackson Sr., but that's disrespect to Thad. Jaron Jackson Sr. did re- retire in 2002, um, so he missed Thad by a couple of years actually. But still, such a big you know gap. You definitely need to help him athletically. Um, but Thad immediately gets guys into the right positions, hits RJ for a high low for a backdoor cut. Then Thad takes a charge. By the way, when Thad took the charge, I was like, man. Wonder who leads the Raptors in Chargers. And guess what? Thad Young does is in a co-lead for the Raptors in Chargers at four. 
Um, him and Chris Boucher both have four each. But guess what? The Raptors as a team, they took two charges tonight, which is actually a big aberration for them. Raptors as a team for the entire season, this game included, have taken 16 charges. As an entire team for half the year, the Raptors have played 41 games. They've taken 16 charges. Now, I get it. That's probably a philosophical thing where it's like the Raptors prefer to have people contest for the shot rather than, uh, you know, try to take the charge and kind of stay down. And it's, it wouldn't even say it's a gamble, but, you know, it is something where, okay, um, it's not the uh, strongest play uh, defensively. It is a bit of a gamble. However, at the same time, like, 16 charges taken as an entire team, you know? Um, yeah. By the way, I, I, I think there were, like, four players in the league who by themselves have more charges than the whole entire Raptors team. Uh including Brandon Pajemski, by the way, who has taken 18 charges as a rookie. Really impressive stuff for Brandon Pajemski. But Jalen Brunson, 23. Tim Hardaway, 20. Mo Wagner, 19. Brandon Pajemski, 18. Four players who have taken, by themselves, more charges than the entire Raptors team. But listen, that comes in takes a charge. Good stuff, okay? Um, then you got more Bruce Brown, which I, I don't quite understand what he was doing to start this game. But he was just trying to enter a post-entry pass. Um, immediately, it gets picked off. And then Jaron Jackson goes the other way, and then Bruce Brown has to foul him and then goes for, you know, another two free throws. Easy. Uh, quickly turns the ball over in a crowd, go back the other way. Uh, Vince Williams knocked down a three in transition. Yeah, I mean, just not good. And, and, you know, at least in the first half, I thought the guy who came in and brought some stability off the bench was Dennis. Dennis actually got some on-ball pressure, you know, collected a steal, got Scotty for a dunk. Then Scotty with a driving kick, kicks it out to Bruce uh, Brown for a three. But, I mean, realistically, that wasn't enough. And I thought that as the game went on, Dennis actually veered in the opposite direction. In the second half, he was actually way too aggressive. And a lot of his drives were kind of going nowhere. He would fall over after missing those drives too, no call sometimes. And all of a sudden, the Raptors would be shorthanded going the other way. So he actually eventually got benched by Darko, which is – I mean, if you've been following this season, that's quite a rarity for Darko to, uh, to, to bench Dennis. But, you know, I thought he kind of took it too far the other way. Thad, I thought, was a consistent one. You know, actually got them something. But just as the game went on, like, there's just no thrust. You know, like, yeah, you see that RJ can score and he's been opportunistic and he's been, you know, he's the only guy I really don't blame here. Um, I'm not saying that he played a perfect game. You know, he makes mistakes. You know, he's, he's not been able to knock down the threes. He's, he's been looking pretty shaky in the warm-ups, too, so... I think it's a rhythm-based thing. He has such a strange set shot that, like, I could see that thing being inconsistent. But 29 points on 12 of 18 shooting, got to the foul line six times, just consistently got downhill, nine rebounds and, you know, one assist, a block. I'm not going to blame RJ. I really don't. I, I, prefer, I honestly, in, in this whole entire team, it stands out to me how professional RJ comes in every single game and is just focused. And today you finally saw RJ snap. Um, he had a drive to the basket, kind of a loose bobble play, but he ends up catching it, goes hard to the basket, gets slapped across the arms, fully is the foul, doesn't get the call, and he literally takes a swing midair that was, like, so close to the referee, like, within a meter. And the referee stopped the transition for the Grizzlies going the other way and actually slapped him with a technical. Obviously, well-deserved technical. Um, but, like, aside from that, I think RJ has been incredibly professional this entire time. His no-nonsense approach comes in, delivers has largely speaking taken the right shots, kept the turnovers low. You know, he's the guy who consistently is focused and he, and he started the first quarter strong and he was he was involved throughout the rest of the game. Didn't see it from quickly tonight. 
Um, yeah, the ten assists, you know, cool. Like, you know, I, I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. Love to see the playmaking. But this team needs scoring really badly, and they really need scoring and play, perimeter playmaking from the three. Quickly gave you eight points on three of 13 shooting. Before the game, in a pregame, Darko was asked about, you know, quickly and his attempts, and he's like, I, I, I think quickly is a really good shooter. I want him to take in like 10 threes a game, if not more. I agree. Uh, for this team, I totally agree. For his skill set, I agree. Tonight, he gives you six threes. And there's a lot of times he's turning down shots. And I don't know. Maybe he was in a bad rhythm or not, but, like, because he did have two air balls. But ultimately, three or 13. Lots of drives into the paint unsuccessful. His shooting in the paint has been, you know, kind of the biggest disappointment of his game. Um, on twos, since being traded to the Raptors, he's, like, under 40%. Like, I don't know, man. That That's tough. Like, to put that in perspective, I think even Fred was better than 40% from twos, if I'm not mistaken. And, and everybody, like, hated Fred's, like, finishing ability and, and lack thereof or just the size and everything like that. Yeah, Fred, Fred shooting last year, everyone complained about Fred and, and the efficiency. Fred shot 45.5% from twos. So for quickly to be under 40, I hope it's a bit of aberration, but, like, He's got to find a way to get going. He's got to find a way to make an impact with his three-point shooting. You know, unlock what the Grizzlies are doing. And listen, second half, Scotty turns it on, is involved, is gives you, ends up giving a performance that looks amazing on paper. 22 points, 12 rebounds, five offensive rebounds, eight assists, six blocks. Lots of great effort. Love the second half. But the first half just just made me feel, like, underwhelmed to a large degree. And I feel like, again, if you're leading the team – you know, you got to be, like, sharp, strong from start to finish. And I didn't see that from Scotty, and I didn't see that from Quickly. At least Scotty in the second half turning on. You can see the energy. You know, Jaron Jackson, why did he cool off in the second half? Because of Scotty. Scotty's help defense. Uh, Scotty's, you know, on-ball defense, the physicality. Very physical game in the paint tonight for both teams. Um, you know, you saw less complaining by Scotty in the second half. I loved it. He snapped into it, and, and I'm, I'm happy with that. I just want to see that for the full game. But, you know, when you're down in that hole, like, who else is going to try to pull you out of it? thought Dennis was a negative in the second half. Grady ends up playing 15 minutes off the bench. Darko ends up playing Grady in the last minute, and whatever. The Raptors were chasing. They were down, like, seven, eight points, nine points or whatever. So it's not like this determined the game. But you're talking about very late in the game. Grady has, is one-on-one against Vince Williams Jr. And Vince Williams hits him with an in-and-out crossover that shifts Grady so far to the side that Vince Williams was able to drive literally straight through him from the top of the three and ends up dunking the ball with two hands. Nobody around him. Like, you cannot be that big of a defensive liability if you're going to play in the end of any game, even G League game. You know, like, and you can always say development. That's the ultimate excuse or that's the ultimate pass that every single young player gets. And I'm not even saying that in terms of, like, you know what, these guys should be, like, you know, uh, criticized or targeted or held, you know, to, to, to some sort of, like, punishment or account. But, like, yeah, I mean, you can't just use development for everything. Like, there has to be accountability on every level. And, you know, if you can't guard Vince Williams Jr. to the point where he's going to cross you up so bad and drive in for a dunk in the last two minutes of a game, shouldn't be in the last two minutes of a game. Sorry. There's got to be more improvements on that front. Um Bruce Brown did not make an impact. Um, your second half, it's, uh, I, I don't even know, to be honest. Like, he knocked down a three, I guess, eventually, and 
settled in a bit. I mean, you could definitely see what he does well, but I, I just don't think he's long for this. Um, if the Raptors can get something good, please go ahead and do it. He's been a pro in the meantime. I'm, I appreciate that, but okay. Um, Thad, Thad, you know, look, he takes a lot of heat, but he, I thought he gave his heart out tonight. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 3 offensive, 5 and 9. Did he miss a couple opportunities in the paint? Sure. Did he get scored on a couple times in the paint? Sure. He's six foot seven, six foot eight, in year 15 or 16, being asked to play, you know, center. A lot of times today he was playing, like, basically after Jonte got injured, like, it was him and Scotty playing center. He's diving on the floor. He's, 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 he's uh, contesting shots. He's, you know, running the floor harder than some of the younger guys. Like, there's no excuses. Like, I'm sorry, if that can do that, like, there's no excuses for anyone else on the team. None. And I appreciate that's professionalism. Like, sometimes it's like, you know, youth is almost wasted on the young. Like, you have Thad's mentality. If the, if the rest of the Raptors had Thad's mentality in this game, like, we would win this game easily, and a lot of the young guys would look essentially to their potential. Um, but, I mean, I appreciate that for at least giving his best effort. Uh, Gary, 206. I just don't understand why Gary keeps getting blocked on layups. Like, whatever. Two, it was a two-on-one. He probably should have shoveled it back to, to Scotty. But, like, who was another rim? Santi Aldama? Like, or John Conchar? One of those two? Gary's, like, wide open in position to take that layup in transition. And the fact that he gets blocked after, like, that huge hustle play by the Raptors where they made, like, so many efforts to get it to him. The fact that he gets blocked and the Raptors have to reset, like, I can't tell you how much of that is a momentum killer. Um, but six points on in 24 minutes for, for Gary, who ends up not closing the game because, you know, he had six points in 24 minutes. Two of six from the field, both threes, no rebounds, two assists, a steal, no real defensive impact. Like, it's, the floor can't be this low. You know, the floor cannot be this low. And, uh, yeah, I mean, on the other hand, you got to give the, the Grizzlies, you know, credit. The guys played hard. They played hungry. They're on the road. You know, they got nothing to play for. They got nothing to play for. They had the season from hell, right? They got... All these injuries, they got the suspension to jaw, which was self-inflicted, but still, then he gets injured, has to have season-ending surgery. They make some trades. They lose their heart and soul in Dylan Brooks. They bring in uh, Marcus Smart, who was obviously uh, Boston's heart and soul for a while. He's injured. He's not in the same impact. He's not even able to play tonight. Desmond Bain, who's been you know your leading scorer for the entire season, comes in, and, and now he's, he's out for a while, but I think he'll get back in eventually. Jaron Jackson plays up and down. You can definitely see how wild his play style is. Very loose with the dribble. Like, the perimeter in which, like, he dribbles the ball. Like, he kind of needs, like, an entire 10-feet radius for him to dribble the ball. Like, a lot of times he's putting it behind his back, and it looks so easy to pick him off sometimes. But, you know, he can also be quite effective with his size and his three-point shooting ability. You got to close out and respect it. And he was super aggressive going downhill. Like, he did that. He, he, he put the team on his back to start the game. And, you know, like, overall, when you looked at it, yeah, okay, like, it wasn't um, – he didn't replicate the first quarter the rest of the way, but just him coming out that strong, I think, really put them off in the right direction, you know, and uh, you had other guys to follow. Luke Kennard carried them for a large stretch there and, and hit a whole bunch of threes to give the Grizzlies separation. By the Grizzlies, super shorthanded. They're not even a good three-point shooting team in the first place. They end up shooting 13 of 34 from three. The Raptors, eight for 23. Like, Grizzlies did a great job defensively, too, switching a lot of actions, keeping the Raptors out of the paint rotating well, zoning up on the weak side, you know, picking off a lot of the Raptors' passes. Raptors had 17 assists or 17 turnovers. Um, and they just played off those turnovers. You know, they kept at it, 20 offensive rebounds. Like, there's 
the, the Grizzlies came in with, again, like, I wouldn't even say half their team, a third of their team. And they came out and they led from start to finish. Like, I, like I know it's going to be a wins and seasons type of thing. I know this is what rebuilds look like, but we still have to have standards. Like, if we don't have any standards, like, we just lost all the culture. We've lost all the momentum, everything that we've, like, tried to establish in Toronto for the last 10 years. And honestly, realistically, that probably would have happened anyway based on the trades and the movement. You know, if you don't have the players to, to, to carry on that tradition or that, that culture, then, you know, that, it, it, that's one thing. But we just have to have standards, man. This, it doesn't really matter what context the Raptors are tonight. They, they fell well below those standards on multiple counts. So uh, you're three stars from tonight's performance. Give RJ the first star, 29 points, nine rebounds, and assists. A block. I'm only giving to him mostly because he was consistent the whole way through. Like, I would say Scotty had a, ultimately a better impact than him, but the start of the game was so – it bothers me to such a degree that I, I just can't I, – I, I can't. I, he'll, he'll, get the, he'll get the second star for me, 22 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, a, 6 blocks. Clearly, Scotty has the impact and the ability to change the entire game, to, to block and, and sh- you know, make freakish plays like he did uh, in a lot of times against Jaron Jackson, um, you know, uh, he has the ability to take over and, and, and command double teams and then throw the right passes. But first half was just, you know, again, like when you're the leader, you got to do it for the whole game. Just, that's it. This is not trying to change the moment. This is not to trying to change the conversation. It's not holding him to a higher standard. By the way, he should be held to a higher standard. He's going to be, he's expected to be the best player on the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, he recovered really well and I'm really happy for that. I just would like to see that from start to finish. And then your third star, Thad Young, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a well-deserved ice bath after this game. Uh, your Gerald Henderson Award winner, I don't know, pick one. Luke Kennard, Vince Williams Jr., you know, David Roddy, Gigi Jackson, whoever. Let's go with Vince Williams Jr. I don't think a lot of people knew who he was uh, coming into this game. And happy for him to break out like that. He played super hard on both ends of the floor, super efficient, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 7 of 11 shooting, and two threes. Just a good performance from the Grizzlies. So, um, yeah, the Raptors, uh, at least they get three days off. They'll get some time to practice, some time to, you know, recuperate a little bit on the road. I know for a lot of them just got traded here, you know, hopefully settle in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, you know, Raptors play again on Friday, which will be against the Clippers of all teams. So, you know, even if they come back with a better effort, they probably will still have a similar result. Um, but still, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they respond. Again, if it's about development, I just want to see the top guys show you something and something consistent and show you something strong. And um, if they do that, you know, regardless of wins and losses, I'm, I'm going to be learning to be okay with that. Um, it's hard for the first time in 10 years uh, to just accept that winning is not something that they want to do. Um, or that it should be expected. But still, I think there should be standards, even besides the winning, um, that they upheld. So hopefully they do that on Friday, and then they go once again on the road. So Raptors, you know, in a tough spot. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe to The Raptors Show. And, um, yeah, you know, we'll have some exclusive interviews uh, for you later this week.